Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to Textroverts, the podcast exploring the how behind the who of people working in tech. My name is Martina Simon and I am your host. This podcast covers anything but the job. We introduce the guest, move on to the buzz wheel, a letter number randomizer that determines the questions I'll ask, and we close with sage advice about careers in the industry. Plug in. We're recording. Just as a reminder for the listeners of the format of this podcast, and if you're new to this, please go back to episode one and start with Kemi. She's absolutely amazing and you don't want to miss it. We have a buzzwill, which is a bank of 520 questions. The guest gives me a letter and a number combination, and that determines what I'm going to ask. So without further ado, Jason, over to you. Hey, Martina, it's great to be on the podcast and thanks for having me on. My name is Jason Westcott. I'm the global practice lead for commerce at Zaxis. Zaxis is a Group M proprietary business, part of WPP. What I do for Zaxis is around commerce, retail media, omni-channel solutions and programmatic tech in marketing. And on the side of that, I do music as well. I'm a hip hop DJ. That's been a passion slash side hustle of mine for over (laughs) 20 years now. So yeah, it's good to bring those things together. Jason sounds like he has the full blend of creative and technical, which is one of the many reasons I've invited him. You can tell he's passionate about his craft. Okay, well, we've done the intros. Let's delve straight into these questions and get to know Jason a little bit more. A letter and a number combo, please. Cool. So I'm going to go with the first letter of my name, which is J, and then we'll go for seven, my favorite number. Seven is the topic of aspirations. And under J, the question begins with how. The question is, how many of your dreams are you currently working towards? I think there's a few things to get to how much money you want to be earning by the time you get to a certain age. Mm -hmm. That was something I set out in my 30s and I wanted to achieve by the time I got to 40. I actually achieved it just before I got to that age. Wait, wait. um, Jason has a baby face, guys. (laughs) (laughs) 40s, I would never. They say black don't crack and beige don't age. So uh, sorry (laughs) sorry to interrupt you there. So yeah, so it was very much driven around remuneration and what you could build financially. And still is, or has your path changed? I think it still is to some degree, Mm -hmm. because I do feel like that's important. But I think it's the motivation that you link that to. I don't think money is the ultimate motivator. Money is a means to an end, and it enables you to do certain things and and live a certain lifestyle that you want to live. But Mm -hmm. I think, you know, the ways in which you motivate is more around what you can actually achieve, how you can advance. It might be a a presentation, a team that you're leading, a big project that you then become famous for. I think Mm -hmm. things like that are really, really important. But for me, it's more around like the passion of what I'm doing and building your profile up into a place where, you know, you're, you're really, really valuable, independent of the company that you might be working for because mm. of the cloud that I've built up. In life, it's more around having like a family. I just had a newborn. That was a really important thing for me. And obviously, like my extended family as well, you know, I've got young nieces and nephews and, um, you know, just being a, a good role model that they can look up to, to help guide them through life as well. Those are probably like the most important things to me at the moment. You know, they, they, they chop and change as you go through life. Which is normal, isn't it? Like, I love how you've described that as a sort of continuum. It doesn't stop when you reach a specific goal or anything. You then instantly reframe and look at, okay, what's the next thing I'm trying to do? I want to do. You've had really senior positions in quite big companies going quite far back. And so how do you 
make sure that you don't remain comfortable. I mean, you've been e-com director at Wavemaker, for instance, and then you were at Publicist before Zaxis, but some people would stay at that one position and just revel in that forever. What drives you to the next thing? Great question. And I think it is all around being comfortable. And I love being comfortable more than the next. I'm a Taurus. <laughs> I believe in those things that, you know, creature comforts and everything like that are really, really big. But I feel like progression comes from not being comfortable. If you don't have anything immediate, create that challenge for yourself. That's the reason why, you know, I have moved from one to another is that I've been looking for that next challenge. Next step, you know, yeah. I've kind of reached that point where I was like, right, I'm kind of comfortable now. I've built up um, this network, you know, everything's going well. If there isn't the next challenge for me internally, then I'll go out there and I'll seek it. And I'm grateful to have a great challenge in front of me at the moment that keeps me motivated, gets me up in the morning. Wow, I'm full of energy after hearing that, Jason. <laughs> we could keep going on that, but I want to see what else you have to say. So could I please have another letter and number combination? Why eight? Eight is the topic of education. If you could add a new topic to the national curriculum where you went to school, what would you add? I feel like the world's changed quite a lot. And I see now with a lot of like modern apprenticeship schemes and things like that, it's kind of offering like a really strong alternative just to being like, I have to go to university if I have any hope of getting a good job. You know, it, it might not be the actual right thing for you. And, it, and it's like, at what point do you actually start to really think independently? Because I think at certain ages, you're, you're influenced by, you know, by parents, by peers, by friends, all sorts of different things, depending on what kind of character you are. And I think for me, like, I didn't even really find myself in that sense until my mid 20s. Is there some kind of general thing that just helps children and, you know, young adults into to actually how to be an actor and, navigate and behave well, yeah and yeah. navigate the world as an adult something like that could be really really helpful even though like it just sounds very vague. it's very broad yeah because then it depends who's dolling out that curriculum and what they think is necessary I think you as the teacher of that kind of a subject would be great but I don't trust some of my old teachers because you've got sexism and bigotry and people could teach you through their lens I'd say something like politics everything is defined by it understanding kind of what the conservatives stand for labor the lib dems how is the prime minister leading the government i just don't think we're educated enough around voting i've got family members who don't see the value in it and they're not wrong or right but it's annoying that it's just not more of an importance i agree with you a hundred percent and when you look at like the turnout for different polls yes, and things like that and you exactly. see it's like you know 50 percent of the population like wow like you're going to leave this big decision to 50% of the people right, in, exactly. this, in this country. It's not even a fair representation of what's going on. So no, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm with you on that 100%. And I feel like as well, with politics, with certain privileges, it's like you don't have to worry about it too much. But then there's, you know, mm -hmm. the, there's certain people where, you know, yeah. the politics could be the difference between not going starving for a it's, year. It's quite sad because you talked about certain barriers to careers and things like degrees and apprenticeships but I do think that there are institutions that remain in place if you have a degree it does mean this it does represent that and so it's really sad when some just will never have access to certain things based on politics it is a big murky circle that I think needs more eyes on it. When I was at Publicist in my previous role they did something called the Innovators where we took 10 young people from various different backgrounds who wouldn't have normally had the opportunity to be working in a company like Publicist at that age and put them in this position, you know, working alongside myself and, and other people in my team. 
And I think somebody did actually get permanently placed in a role there. This is a brilliant example of just finding something from a different route that, that's not the traditional route, not in the antiquated way that we're all used to, giving people new opportunities. And, you know, for me to be directly involved in that and playing quite a pivotal role in it from, you know, from an operational point of view, was just something that just made me feel great. To find talent that is like not as easily discoverable as it should be. Bring equity to certain underrepresented communities and groups. And yeah. I'll definitely link to that in the show notes. The Innovators, I think the scheme is running until 2030 by Publicis Group. I am filled with energy on a Friday because of this conversation. Um, <laughs> so it's super regretful that I'm asking you for the final letter and number combo, but let's go out strong. So let's go for L1. One is the topic of family. Under L, the category of question falls under what I call fond favourites. And what I put in here is something from usually the media or a memory that is my favourite thing when I think of it in relation to that topic. So for family here, I've got the Smiths from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, what I grew up watching. And a lot of us millennials did, especially if you're from a black or ethnic minority community, because we resonated there. So when I think of family and TV families from back in the day, I think of Will Smith and the Smiths. Jason, what do you think of with that topic? I very much relate family to like a place. My mother is from a tiny island in the middle of the Philippines called Hintotolo. You can run across the whole island in like 30 minutes. Like it's literally <laughs> wow. like, it's tiny. But mm -hmm. that is my happy place. And that's where all my family was. Like my great, 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 great grandfather actually founded the island. And, and he, you know, he gave, he gave, <laughs> yeah gave land to different kind of families so they could all establish it as a settlement and all of this mm. kind of stuff. So, you know, when mm. I go back there, it brings all of that history. I can feel it. It's like a palpable thing for me when I actually go there. It's a family home. It's like a spiritual home. My mum and dad are there at the moment because they're both retired now and they normally go out there a few months of every year just to spend mm -hmm. time out there. I haven't been back since COVID, but I'm planning to like go back next year. We do everything together from we're there. Like we all sit together and eat, we'll sing. We do karaoke. Karaoke is like a big thing in the Philippines. So like, mm -hmm. you know, you'll be there casually having lunch or, or dinner and, <laughs> and you'll suddenly hear someone sing, you know, dreadfully out of tune. So like, you know, <laughs> is that someone you, Jason? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely me. You know, in, in, my, in my head, it sounds great, but there we go. And even though I was born and grew up in the UK, I still call that place home. I'll always have that affinity for it. That's absolutely beautiful. I love that in a modern world, you still have that quintessential conventional connection to home. Can you speak Filipino? I can follow parts of the conversation and mm. then I could probably ask them for some very basic things. But then again, yeah. like Philippines is like, there's hundreds of different dialects. Yes. yeah. So like my mum speaks a dialect that, that's very different to what would be considered the main language, which is Tagalog. Her dialect is Bisaya from the Bisaya region. But in that region alone, you've got like Ilongo, which they speak, you know, more towards um, Iloilo. Mm -hmm. There's a city called Maspati where they speak, you know, Maspateño. There's so many different dialects mm -hmm. relatively close to one another. It's a real melting pot of different words and accents and phrases. I'm jealous. I want a holiday, guys. I've not been away for ages. <laughs> I need to fix something. <laughs> You only need to look out the window today and be like, yeah, oh. that, 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 that's a happy thought indeed, a happy thought. And it's so up and down because it was nice the other day. Now it's raining. I just can't keep up, honestly. <laughs> Jason, this has been phenomenal. This has been one of my favourites to record. We've gone everywhere with this conversation. Thank you so, so much. 
We are at the juncture of the podcast where I turn to the guest and say, can you give some advice to those who are keen to get into tech or who are in tech and would just love to hear from somebody as experienced as you about your career development or just some advice of how you kind of keep keeping on really in this industry? The most important thing for one is to really know yourself and know what you want. Define exactly what success means to you and then just be very, very clear on how you break that down. What are the five mini goals that I need to achieve in order to achieve that big overarching thing? Make it your mission to complete that. And that's where your fulfillment and happiness will come from. You, you'll feel really gratified. And I think off the back of that, stand out and, and be an individual. We went for an away yes. day, like an offsite with the mm-hmm. team. And then I sat down. It was like a, a skip meeting. The boss of my boss at the time. And he just said, look, like you were like a completely different person on that away day. It was brilliant. Like I wasn't expecting it. Like where did all that come from? I said, no, that's me. That setting and, and yeah. the creativity of it just brought out the real character. I mean, it's like, yeah. well, I want to see that all the time. Like don't, <laughs> don't hide that when you're in the office on a normal Monday to Friday. And ever since then, you know, that gave me the confidence. It's a big confidence thing to do that. But once I I did that, and I never looked back. I don't know if you're a fan of Drizzy Drake. I know you're into music. One of my favorite lines he's ever said, don't ever forget the moment you began to doubt transitioning from fitting in to standing out. The change makers, they take pride in standing out. Jason, I love your driven approach to learning and personal growth in particular. Like you've inspired me during this chat and I just, I know others will agree. So this has been amazing. Thank you so much for your time today. No, thank you very much. It's amazing to be a part of this. Thank you so much.